and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. We better pray. Thank you, Father. Oh, God. Lord, we just thank you that you are a magnificent God. We thank you that, Lord, that you've drawn each and every one of us to this place today. Father, and I just thank you that where we are, you're in our midst. Lord, I thank you that you're going to speak to each and every one of us today, Father God. Lord, I pray for open hearts and open ears. Lord, I just pray that the things of man will drop to the ground this morning. That, God, that you would have your way. Lord, that you would, Lord, not just, not just speak words, but speak life-changing words this morning, Father God. Because, Lord, it's only by an encounter with you that our lives are changed. Father, that's our desire this morning. In your precious name. Amen. 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 Well, it's great to see you all. It's good to be back. If you remember, about four months ago, I... Um, shared about Moses and the children of Israel. And um, I've been replaying on that. And even that was four months ago, I, I think it's, it's influenced what I'm going to be speaking on today. And I really feel like I'm carrying on from that. So I know four months is a long time to, to remember, um, but hopefully it all, all makes sense in that. And around that, we were talking about Moses and how Moses was continually encountering God. So throughout his journey, God was meeting with him and downloading so much to him. And then we were contrasting that to the children of Israel and how sad it was that in the time and opportunity where God said, I want to speak to the people, they were afraid. And they shrunk back and they said to Moses, no, we're too afraid to go before God. We want you to be our spokesman. We actually want to encounter God through you. And how sad it was in that moment that they, they missed out on that close relationship with God. Because then it goes on in Exodus and Moses pours out his heart and he just says, God, show me your glory. You know, Moses had already seen the miracles of God and everything God had done, but he wanted more, he desired more. And so he got down on his face before God and said, show me your glory, show me your glory. And so I feel like as we start a new year, there's always this expectation at the start of a new year. And I think sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves because, yes, it's just another day. But I almost feel like, you know, January is a bit of a cruisy month, isn't it? There's so many public holidays. You still have family around. Kids are still on holidays. Kids are going back to school now. February's come and I feel like God's going, all right, no more holidays. It's time for us now to shift into gear and to actually get on with what we're meant to be getting on with this year. Is anyone else sensing that? I'm the only one? Nope. Glad to hear. So does anyone have a desire to be bigger this year? Anyone have a desire to do more, to stretch, to grow, to do all those things? Well, unfortunately, when our desire goes there, it means we're going to be uncomfortable. And we don't like uncomfortable, do we? Most of us don't like change. We actually don't like stretching. It actually means that if that's your desire and if that's what you feel like God's pressing on your life for this year, it's going to be a scary year. 
because you're going to have to step into things that you haven't done before. You're going to have to be courageous. So can I challenge us that if we're not actually thinking about stepping into something that scares the pants off us this year, that we're not walking a stretching faith journey with God? Because if we're not, then we're comfortable. We don't actually need God in our life, do we? Because we're very capable of doing so much of our life ourselves. So this year, to start off February, I'm going to give each and every one of you a bank account. Now, I'm not going to tell you how much is in that bank account. But what I am going to tell you is that in that account is the sufficient funds for everything that you will need to do this year. So no matter what you feel you're being led into, no matter what you feel like you're being called to, there's sufficient finances there for you to access. So my question to you is that as you come across what that is this year and as you feel led to step into something, are you going to trust me that there's sufficient funds in that account for you to access? That it's going to cover what you need to step into it? Because what I can assure you is that when you face that, you're not going to have sufficient funds in your own bank account. You're going to look at your account and you're going to go, God, I can't do that because there's not sufficient funds there. But what I'm saying to you is that this bank account that I've set up for you, it's got sufficient funds. The challenge is I haven't told you how much is in there. So do you have the faith to believe me that when I tell you It's sufficient. There's enough in there to cover it. I feel like this is the position that Abraham was in in Genesis 12. If you want to turn with me, Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those that curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. If I'm Abraham in this moment... I'm getting this download from God. I've got a lot of questions. Okay, God, so I've lived in this one place with this one group of people for 75 years and now you're asking me to go. Not only that, where are we going? You haven't told me where we're going. So how will I know when we've got there? Actually, I don't even know which direction to start walking in. Am I going east? Am I going west? How on earth am I knowing where to go? And what do I need to take? What am I going to encounter on this journey? Am I just taking the clothes on my back? Do I need to take my cattle? Do I need a horse to ride? Not only that, you've said that you'll curse those that curse me. So God, you're asking me to step out from my comfort zone to go on this journey And you're actually saying to me that I'm going to be cursed while I'm doing your will. And God, you've said that you're going to make me a great nation. Do you remember that we don't have children? 
Do you think maybe you could do something about that? But no. Abraham, it simply says that he departed as the Lord had spoken to him. None of these questions, none of the Christian questions that she wants to throw back at God in that moment when he actually says go. Abraham simply just departed as the Lord had spoken to him. We can be so quick to throw out our faith, can't we? In situations when they arise, we're so quick to flip to reason and to flip to God, I need understanding. I need to know where it is that you're taking me. I need to know what it is that you're asking me to step into because otherwise, how am I going to do this? How am I going to handle this? How am I going to know where to go, what to take? All of these questions that we're trying to rationalise through our life, isn't it? So my challenge to us this morning is faith is actually about relying on the promises of God, not about my feelings and not about what I'm seeing in the natural Who knows that our feelings can dominate our lives? They can dominate our bodies. And what we're actually seeing with our natural eyes, that becomes our reality, doesn't it? It's actually what we cling to. It's actually what we make the truth around about our lives. Galatians 3 actually tells us that we have actually inherited Abraham's promise through Christ Jesus, which I love. I'll just read a few verses from there. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become the curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one. And to your seed, who is Christ. For you're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to that promise. Isn't that amazing? Those powerful words that Abraham stepped out in faith and embraced are now passed down to us and they're the promise in our life. I love that Abraham's promise actually came as a result of his obedience. You know, like we were saying, Abraham didn't have all the answers. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know what he was going to encounter. But because he actually stepped out in obedience, God said, here's my promise for you. I'll make you a great nation. And out of you, the people of God are going to be abundantly blessed because you've stepped out in faith in this moment, that you've trusted me at my word. For most of us sitting here today, we've made that faith step into relationship with Christ, haven't we? You know, we've, we've accepted Christ as our saviour and that hasn't come as a result of, of understanding everything about God. Who's tried that? <laughs> understanding everything about God. It kind of gets us nowhere, doesn't it? We end up going around in circles, we get confused, we start questioning our faith. For each and every one of us here, in coming into relationship with Christ, it's only been a faith decision, hasn't it? And a faith journey. Because that's the only thing 
that's sure at the end of the day. So I feel like now God is saying, okay, you've had the faith to come into relationship with me, but now are you actually going to take your faith to the next level? And are you actually going to have the faith to move mountains? Are you going to exercise that faith once again? It's, it's so wonderful that we sit here today and that we're going into eternity with our Christ Jesus. But do you know what? There's so much journey for us to do before then, amen? There's a reason why we live on this earth for so long. We're not just here today and gone tomorrow into eternity. Do I believe that God is who he says he is? Do I believe that I am who he says that I am? Do I believe that I can do incredible things? I think often the challenge is, is that I, I look at you and I go, it's easy for you because you've got it all together. It's easy for you because God has blessed your life abundantly. Look at all the incredible gifts that you've got. So when you step out in faith and do the things that, that God's asked you to do, it's easy for you. So when I'm facing my mountain and when I have to step out and do something, I see my flaws. I see my insecurities, I see my shortcomings, I see my inabilities. And so in that moment, as for all of us, we actually have to take a moment and go, what am I looking at here, God? Am I looking at myself in this moment or am I actually looking at my maker? You know, I read this uh, beautiful book um, to Arabella, I forget right now who the author is, but it's about um, Punchinello, and if any of you have ever, ever read it. And he, goes, he lives in this, this amazing um, world where people either have grey dots or they have uh, yellow stars. And in this world, everybody walks around and either gives you a grey dot or a yellow star. So if somebody thinks you're special or you've done something special, you get a yellow star. But if somebody thinks that you're not so special, that your hair looks bad, you've got a big nose, you're not very clever, you're actually boring, then you get a grey sticker. And I love it because Punchinello meets this incredible girl called Lucia. And Lucia doesn't actually have any stickers on her. And he's so curious and he says to her, why do you not have any stickers on you? Why do they not stick to you? And she says, ah, you need to go and meet, and I forget now what they call him, but but Eli, thank you, yes. You need to go and meet Eli. She says, who is Eli? He says, who is Eli? So he goes on this journey and he goes and meets Eli. And Eli says, I've been waiting for you to come. Punchinello says, how is that possible? And he says, because I made you. And so he goes on this journey of going, how is it that Lucia has none of these stickers on her, but I have all of these terrible grey dots on me, it's not fair. And Eli goes on to explain to him that he was created by Eli. And he said, do you know what? I actually want to shape your life now. And I want you to know that it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about you. And as you start to believe that, the stickers will no longer stick to you as they haven't to Lucia. 
Because at the end of the day, all that matters is what I think because I made you. And Punchinello then walks out of there and goes, maybe this is true. And his stickers start falling off his body. And I think it's such an incredible story, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, he came face to face with his maker. And what he's saying is, nothing else actually matters. No one else's opinions matter. Do you know what? Not even Punchinello's opinion of himself mattered in that moment. All that mattered was that the maker said, I made you, I fashioned you, I designed you exactly how you were meant to look. Those aspects that you don't like about yourself, I made those. So are you having a go at the manufacturer? It would be like the manufacturer of a car, you know, fashioning this beautiful Lamborghini. And the Lamborghini goes, do you know what? I don't want to drive fast anymore. I actually want to become a submarine and go under the ocean. Well, the maker says, but I didn't fashion you for that. I fashioned you to drive fast. I didn't fashion you to go under the ocean. It's not what you were created to be. But... What I did create you to be was sleek and fast and beautiful. And if you embrace that, then you can do incredible things as you stay as a Lamborghini. So do I believe that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made? That I'm created in the image of Christ? That I'm created with a plan and a purpose? That I'm forgiven? I'm seated in heavenly places? I'm destined for eternity? But as we said, it's not actually about us, this journey of life. It's actually about us going, you know what, God, I need to submit my life to you. Each and every day I need to to walk in the power of your Holy Spirit. Because if I walk in the power of me, then all I'm seeing is what's in front of me. All I'm seeing is shortcomings. All I'm seeing is obstacles, things that are, are too hard for me to actually encounter. I heard a fantastic quote recently um, that's been resonating. It said, um, it was actually Bill Johnson, and he said, "I I want what's in my account to be in my possession. I want what's in my account to be in my possession. And I thought, yes, that's exactly what I've been trying to say. He stole my words somehow. Because that's what we've got to get, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day, if we are truly understanding everything that Christ has given to us, if we can actually tap into that, and like I said with that bank account, if we tap into that, then we become an unstoppable force. We can actually move mountains. We can actually achieve anything because God's given us everything that we need into our account. He's only tasked us with accessing it. When we became a a part of Christ's family, we didn't only receive the promises of Abraham, but we received so many other promises. Freedom from addiction, deliverance from sin and evil, financial provision, hope for our lost and hurting family and friends, overcoming depression, recovering a marriage, good health, well-being, being free from fear and anxiety and the strength to go about our business. So what's in our account for this year? Because as we face the things that we feel to step into, 
We're not going to be able to do them in our own strength. We're not going to be able to do it simply by pulling on the strength of the things that we walked through yesterday. You know, we've walked through incredible faith journeys and God has strengthened our faith and we've grown in areas, but we so quickly get so comfortable, don't we? I get comfortable with my life. I get comfortable with my, my level of faith. But God's actually going, no, we're actually going from strength to strength. We're going higher. We're going deeper. He's asking us to step into more. So what are the strategies in my bank account that I need to access this year? You know, is he, is he downloading strategies to help progress my business? Is he giving me strategies on how to raise God-fearing children? Is he giving me a word of knowledge for somebody that's going to, to speak right to the core of them and cause them to know that there is a real God that loves them? Is he giving me the gift of healing to where I can step out in faith and pray for a, a blind man and his eyes are opened? What is in your account today? What's in the stretch? What's in the uncomfortable? What's he actually calling us into? God, where are you asking me to be bigger this year? But if that question isn't partnered with, God, show me who you are, then you're not going to step into the bigger this year. Because as we've said, it's too scary. It's too big. So partnered with our quest to find what it is to step into this year, we need to go on a journey with discovering who God is. We need to be in our word of God. We need to be, you know, rubbing shoulders with godly people in this community. We need to be on our knees praying and crying out to God. God, show me who you are. You know, like Punchinello went and he discovered Eli. It wasn't until he came face to face with his maker that he was actually able to go, you know what, I don't like these dots. I reject these grey dots. I reject what people have, have tried to put on me, where they've tried to mark me, where they've tried to, to cause an identity to come around my life that's actually false. We need the Holy Spirit each and every day in our life. If we walk with him, we walk powerless. We can't do what it is that's before us. Everything is going to be so much harder to face. Galatians 5 says that when we submit to the Holy Spirit and walk in him, he gives us the ability to die to flesh. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. How often do we try and overcome the flesh in our own strength? You know, unfortunately, we all are flesh man. We all have the flesh that we're fighting. No matter who you look at and whether you think they've got it all together, I can assure you they haven't. And they still have their own fleshly desires that they're fighting. And I think one of the most devastating things to see in our journey that we do with people is when they when they give up that fight, isn't it? You know, we, we see people when they've been fighting something for years and years and years and they finally get to the stage where they say, you know what, I've had enough. I can't fight this battle anymore. It's too much. It's suffocating me. I can't do this. 
where is God? Is there not a God? Like, surely if there was a God, he would be taking this from me. And unfortunately for many, when they give up fighting that fleshly thing, that fleshly desire, along with giving up that fight, they often give up their faith and they walk away from God. But for the grace of God that we all sit in here today and haven't come to that point ourselves. Because we all have something to walk with, don't we? The only way that we're going to overcome the flesh is walking every day with the Holy Spirit. And if we're walking every day with the Holy Spirit, then there's evidence of that around about our life. And that's what's exciting, isn't it? You know, when people can see, what is it about you? Why is your business so different? Why are your children so different? Why are you so different? You know, what is it about you? And it's like, well, actually, you're seeing the spirit in me. Because I was created by the same maker that you were created. But what you see now is a reflection of Christ in me, of what he can do when I allow him to come into my life, when I allow him to lead and guide me every day and to walk through this life. You know, as we've been praying into this year, there's been so many exciting words that have been spoken about this year, but it's, it's almost like if I'm, if I'm to condense it into a slightly scary nutshell, it's like God is, is putting us in a position that we're not going to be able to get out of ourselves. You know, Jody had this picture that, that we're actually standing on the top of a mountain and there's no way for us to scale down that mountain ourselves. We're on this tiny precipice. But then she saw this hang glider. This hang glider swooped in and picked us up off that point. But we're going to be in positions. We're going to be in places that scare us. They're going to be fearful. Where We're going to look around and we're going to go, God, I can't climb down this mountain. I don't see a way out of this. So what am I going to do in this moment? Don't we see people do incredible things when, they're, when their back's up against the wall? When everything's going against them, when there's no possible way out. That's when people do amazing feats, do they not? And so I feel like God in his mercy is going, do you know what? If that is the cry of your heart this year, if you want to be bigger, if you want to do bigger, if you want to see bigger, then your back's going to be against the wall. Because he's got to take away your safety net. He's got to take away the ladder the foothold, whatever it is that you've been using to scale that mountain, he's got to take it away because we've actually got to get to the place where we go, okay, God, it's only you and me in this moment. It's only you that can get me off this mountain now because my security blanket, it's gone. Rikella had a word that our identity crisis is over. Our identity crisis is over to where we haven't known who we are. I love that because it's so counter the culture that we live in right now. Would we agree that more than, than ever there is an identity crisis around the society that we live in? 
you know, you will meet someone each and every day of the week that, that is just crying out to know who they are, that is going on this journey of self-discovery to figure it out. Who am I? Who's going to love me for who I am in my brokenness? I don't even know who I am, so how can anybody possibly love me? But I love for us, God's going, you know what? Church of God, your identity crisis is over. Because I'm revealing to you, like never before, who you are. That you were made in my image. That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you were made for a purpose and a plan. That you are made for something great, each and every one of us. That you weren't put here by accident. When your parents conceived you, that wasn't an accident. Wasn't even necessarily their idea. God breathed you forth. And so when you came, God said, Louise, you're going to do incredible things for me. And that baby within you, that baby is now a second generation Christian. And that baby is going to do even more than you've ever done. That baby is going to know God because of the decision that this mother has made over her family. Church, that is so powerful. So powerful. For Ange, as you sacrifice for your children, they're going to grow into incredible women because of what you're doing for them each and every day. God's got an incredible plan for each and every one of us. Jane Ross, you do have an incredible word that's burning inside of you. And you are going to preach that. And you are going to impact lives because God has placed that inside of you. It's not you. It's a desire that comes from him. And you're going to transform lives because of it. Because people are going to see that passion and that joy and that desire just to to ooze him all over them. And he smiles when he sees you. Because you're his daughter. And you're phenomenal. Church, for each and every one of us, he hasn't used a cookie cutter. We're all unique. It's like we, we hear those words and we've, if we've grown up in church, we've heard them all of our lives and we kind of just brush them off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if we really saw what God sees when he looks at us? He sees the potential in us. And he wants to call out to it. And he wants to say, those things that you think are insignificant, those things that you think are are small and minute, grab onto that. Shape it. Harness it. Because that is what's going to be attached to you doing the very thing that I have placed inside of your heart. 
like Mr. Fuller shared a couple of weeks ago, his time's not done yet. His time's not done yet. So while there are breath in his lungs, he's going to continue to shape humanity. He's going to continue to remind us that time is short, church, that we've been placed on this planet for this time and for this purpose and for something very specific. Noosa has to be ours. Because God has placed that within our reach. We're in this community for a reason. So that this community is our responsibility. Each and every one of us, we don't get to abdicate that. I feel like we, we can get so bogged down and so busy with just surviving life that we often forget that. And so I feel like God is really saying... Come on, church. It's time for us to step up. It's time for us to stop getting distracted. It's time for us to get on course and to actually do something amazing this year. It's time for you to scare yourself. It's time for you to scare yourself because that's what it's going to require. For you to step out in faith, it's going to require for you to scare yourself. Jamie, can you come? Thank you. What's that going to look like? For each of us, it's going to be very different. Don't compare your scary to the person sitting beside you. What's one person scary isn't another person scary, is it? That person may have already faced that scary. They may have faced that scary last year. This year, it's time for you to face that scary. Because that's what it's going to take for Noosa to know Jesus. And is there anything more important than Noosa knowing Jesus? It's nothing more important, church. Nothing more important. But God wants to use each and every one of us And what a privilege it is that he's chosen to do that, isn't it? Jamie and Morgan are going to um, sing a song. (laughs) For me, I feel like every time I preach, there's always a song. There's always a song with me. You'll discover there's always a song. Because I feel like, you know, I love last year where we were talking about mantras. Songs become my mantras and they just resonate with me. And, And this song by Elevation Church, Give Me Faith has just been um, something that I've just been playing since the start of the year and, and, and I feel like it's, it's become my cry in this season because I feel like, you know, myself along, along with all of us um, have become comfortable. It's like, okay, God, give me faith this year to go further. Give me faith to stretch. Anyway, let's listen to these guys. <laughs> 